Uh, today, I decided to watch a little bit more MSNBC than I usually do, just to see, like, you know, what is, what is the enemy doing? I don't mean the enemy like, you know, Trump fake news, like, I, you know, not saying MSNBC do anything bad to MSNBC, but as far as, like, trust, trustworthy information, I wouldn't exactly call MSNBC, like, a friend of uh, the, fa- the facts and the truth. And to me, MSNBC, I mean, CNN's doing quite a lot of work for Elizabeth Warren, too, Joe Biden. But to me, MSNBC has done way, way more, way, way more as far as, I mean, they're, they're all but campaigning for Joe Biden. And frankly, in my view, clearly trying to prop up Elizabeth Warren uh, in hopes that in propping up Elizabeth Warren, they could drown out Bernie Sanders and pretend he no longer has any mojo. He has no movement. No, no, no. So let's first show you uh, Joe Biden. It's been all the rage today. He's out with uh, a, an advertisement, a commercial in Iowa um, that I won't give you my uh, narration. Let's, let's look at Joe Biden's first commercial television ad. Uh, he's going to have a lot of them with all that Wall Street money he's getting. Um, let's take a look. We know in our bones this election is different. The stakes are higher, the threat more serious. We have to beat Donald Trump. And all the polls agree Joe Biden is the strongest Democrat to do the job. No one is more qualified. For eight years, President Obama and Vice President Biden were an administration America could be proud of. Our allies could trust and our kids could look up to. Together, they work to save the American economy, to pass the historic Affordable Care Act, protecting over 100 million Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now, Joe Biden is running for president with a plan for America's future, to build on Obamacare, not scrap it, to make a record investment in America's schools, to lead the world on climate, to rebuild our alliances. Most of all, he'll restore the soul of the nation. Battered by an erratic, vicious, bullying president, strong, Steady, stable leadership. Biden, president. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. Joe Biden, uh, you know, definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, That was like the, I would say, the bare minimum of, you know, hugging himself over uh, President Obama. Uh, We've seen Joe Biden tweet out, you know, friendship bracelets with President Obama, fiercely defending President Obama, all these things. And... What's remarkable to me, and this never gets discussed, never gets discussed in the corporate media. And all these pundits make it seem like, uh, you know, embracing President Obama is the way to go and it's, that's great. Well, Hillary Clinton clung on to President Obama for dear life in the 2016 campaign. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to expand upon Obamacare. I want to continue the Obama legacy, yada, yada, yada. I mean, Obama was a fairly uh, popular president. He still is. But this whole notion of let's just hearken back to those good old days under the Obama administration. Well, Obama was a popular president. And the candidate who was clinging to President Obama's policies and let's expand upon his legacy and let's, you know, expand Obamacare and, and these things, lost. In fairness, she did win uh, the popular vote. If we were a sane country, that would be who wins elections, whether it's Hillary Clinton or anyone else. But that's not the country we have. She lost by clinging on to dear life to President Obama. And, and frankly, uh, you know, the country has moved way further left. If you look at support 
for Medicare for All, Free Public College, a Green New Deal, Fight for 15, more, a lot of policies, they have moved far, far, far past, uh, you know, in my view, faux, progressive President Obama. But Joe Biden, he doesn't care, clinging to dear life. And we hear again this, let's recapture the soul of America, which I have thoughts on that soul of America. But, oh my boy, oh my Lord, if you watch Morning Joe in the, mor in the morning, which I hope you don't, I, I try to put it, I turn it on when I wake up to try and fall back asleep. I know that sounds sarcastic, but I really try and turn it on to fall back asleep and give myself ideas for the rest of the day to hear what they're talking about. I mean, they were practically, they were practically gushing. They were so giddy about this commercial ad. Uh, let's play that first Morning Joe clip uh, from this morning in reaction to Joe Biden's Iowa ad. Well, if politics is all about contrast, uh, and it usually is when you're going up against an incumbent, it's about contrast, mm -hmm. uh, then there's a great contrast there. You have a very hopeful, almost Reagan-esque vision of where this country can be. You see a lot of smiles. You see a lot of, a lot of hugs. You see Joe Biden talking about um, uh, expanding education and also something that is that is so important. While everybody else is well, talking about scrapping Obamacare, mm -hmm. scrapping uh, the Affordable Care Act, Joe Biden is embracing it and saying, hey, you know what? Let's move forward. We did, we did great things with that, but let's make it even better. That is a strong message. And it's quite a contrast uh, with Donald Trump. Mika, what did you think? Well, I just, I liked it a lot. I think it, it um, hearkened back to some of the positives of the Obama era, but it didn't depend on them. And um, he stood up for himself in the ad. His experience speaks for itself. Um, when you're making a decision in the Democratic field, it's hard not to look at Joe Biden's experience, not just professionally, with decades serving in Washington and then wanting to go back again uh, which is saying a lot about who he is, um, but also personally. Um, and you look at what this nation is looking for, kind of a reaffirmation of who we are. Yeah. It feels like he's the perfect vessel for that. Um, you know, that's my opinion. That's yeah. how I personally feel. You know, but, but, but before we actually go to the rest of the, the, the panel, let's, let's, Alex, can we play the ad one more time? I, and I, I want to... Have everybody look at it one more time and then uh, going to go around the table really quickly. Get thoughts. So not only are they gushing over this ad, they say, wait, wait, producer, let's play it again. Let's play it again for the audience. And by the way, the audience of MSNBC, to be clear, is older. I don't say that to mock the viewers, but the cable news audience tends to be older and your traditional uh, Democratic Party, Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton type voter. And they are actively, actively campaigning for Joe Biden live on the air. There's a difference in giving your opinion and let's play this clip again. Let's play this clip again. And when they talk about such a contrast to Donald Trump, uh, I don't think they read the exit polls in 2016 to know what the very states that elected Donald Trump and the very states that will decide who becomes president in 2020, what their thoughts on key issues that Joe Biden is not a contrast to Donald Trump, that Joe Biden is exactly the same thing as Hillary Clinton. Uh, right, on the, right, right here, this is the Wisconsin exit poll. 
if you scroll down uh, to, you know, they ask about uh, your thoughts on, you know, the effects of trade, effect of, on international trade right there on the left. So Wisconsin, 62% said takes away U.S. jobs. That would be 62% of Trump voters takes away U.S. jobs. That's Wisconsin. CNN, MSNBC, they don't, like, they don't want to provide any context, any actual uh, context of what is important in these states. But I don't know where it is. Michigan uh, was similar to Wisconsin. I think it was like 68% um, were against. Let me get the number for you. I think it was 68% thought the effects of trade uh, took American jobs and offshored them to other countries. And if you look at um, Pennsylvania, same number. 64% thought takes away U.S. jobs. So if the number one issue in these Rust Belt states were trade and immigration, why would putting forth somebody who voted for NAFTA is for TPP? He could say whatever he wants to say during that debate. As of 2016, he was writing op-eds trying to push through the TPP under President Obama. The same TPP that was a major, major issue in the 2016 election. And Biden, during the last debate, says, no, I wouldn't sign the TPP under its you know, current um, language. Um, that is the exact bill, that is the exact trade deal that you were championing three years ago as vice president, that you were trying to push, there's plenty of news articles about this, of Hillary Clinton to champion. And Hillary Clinton, of course, flip-flop away from that, because Bernie Sanders was becoming more and more popular, and the mood against free trade, i.e. having banks and corporations write trade deals, and then having jobs in Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Ohio get sent to Mexico and China, not very popular. So Morning Joe, even though, even though it is gushing over Joe Biden, even though they're saying quite a contrast, yes, anyone who hugs old ladies in commercials and, you know, looks very nice and smiles and isn't foaming at the... You feel it in your bones. Right, and, 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 and isn't foaming at the mouth is, is not... is quite the contrast to what you have in the office. But is he a contrast to the current president in terms of ideology? Is he a contrast, a stark enough contrast, to convince... Because the only way you're going to defeat Donald Trump is not only bringing out more voters in the Democratic Party base, you have to pick off some of those Trump voters that went to Trump, which, by the way, 10% of those were former Obama voters that moved over to Trump. Well, if they moved away from Obama, why would they move back to Obama's sidekick, who is, frankly, more right-wing than Obama ever was? Joe Biden is way more conservative than Obama, and Obama is not exactly a progressive. So the, this is never discussed. The context is never given. We are just getting a very, very bad case of manufacturing consent from MSNBC. And we're gonna get those same blank stares on November, I think the election's November 3rd, 2020, if Joe Biden is the nominee and Donald Trump wins 320 electoral college um, votes. Is that what you call it? Yeah, Electoral College. No, I'm saying you call it 300, that's what he'll win by? I think he could win over 300 against Joe Biden because they're going to act like, how did, how did this happen? 
How did we see this coming? How did people not see this coming? Oh my God, oh my God, how, how, how? I'm telling you how. Because cocktail crowd drinking, coastal elites, Mrs. and Miss, Mr. and Mrs. Scarborough, they're married, are basically, because frankly, their parent company, Comcast, who did a major fundraiser for Joe Biden and is a major union buster, Comcast is, speaking of union Joe, you know, middle class Joe, if they, I think preferably they all want Trump four more years because that continues the, this reality show that keeps the checks coming, the profit, the ratings, all that. But if they can't have Trump, they would much rather Biden. But, you know, I'm open about my bias. I personally support Bernie Sanders. I'm not like playing his campaign ads three times. I'm not being dishonest about his record. They're pretending this they're pretending that someone with the pretty much a worse voting record than Hillary Clinton, somebody, frankly, and I, th I, this is not meant sexist, this is meant factually, is less inspiring than Hillary Clinton. And she wasn't exactly, uh, you know, parting the Red Sea in inspiration in 2016. They, uh, Joe Biden is literally running Hillary Clinton's campaign strategy. They're talking about courting Republican voters. Remember Chuck Schumer in 2016? For every blue-collar Democrat that we uh, lose in Pennsylvania, we're going to get uh, two moderate Republicans in Pittsburgh or something like that. Oh, for every two, uh, two blue-collar workers we might lose, I think, in Pittsburgh or, uh, Pittsburgh or somewhere in Pennsylvania, we'll pick up two moderate Republicans. There's no such thing as a moderate Republican. Not anymore. So not only did MSNBC do this, air this ad twice it then was left to uh what's his name willie geist who's another you know he's not as bad as joe and mika to actually point out that the very essence of, of the propaganda uh, msnbc is putting out there is not factual let's play msnbc clip two ads like that certainly aren't going to hurt him are they yeah remember the conventional wisdom going into the second debate was he was so poor in the first debate he better have a great second debate or else well he didn't have a great second debate he had a fine second debate and he's still doing well holding his position at the top of the polls i took away what you took away what was let's build on obamacare that was a line in the sand with elizabeth Warren and bernie sanders who've said again and again they want to get rid of private insurance and have a medicare for all plan he was reminding people he thinks that's a bad idea. I would be careful with him on this electability question, though. Who's the person who can beat Donald Trump? It's me, something Joe Biden said yesterday as well. We have that Fox News poll from last week that shows not only Joe Biden beating Donald Trump, but Bernie Sanders able to make that case. Elizabeth Warren able to make that case. Kamala Harris able to make that case on electability. There is a big group of Democrats who can raise their hand and say, I am the one as well who can beat Donald Trump. Willie Geist so funny. Joe and Mika are practically slobbering over Joe Biden. By the way, let's not forget, these are the two clowns that basically gave Donald Trump more airtime than anybody else. No other show gave more airtime to Donald Trump in 2015, in particular, when he announced his candidacy, than these two. Donald Trump was calling in in his pajamas, eating bacon, egg, and cheeses in the morning to morning Joe. And now they're suddenly the, the captains of the resistance against Donald Trump. How quickly, how quickly the moral uh, imperative changes for Comcast's finest. But Willie Geist is pointing out, uh, slow your roll on electability because like, there's a bunch of other candidates who are very uh, beating Donald Trump. And uh, that Real Clear Politics link, 
the, the Real Clear Politics link of Bernie Sanders head-to-head uh, polls against Donald Trump. For some reason, this electability discussion, for some reason, they keep re- removing Bernie Sanders from this discussion, even though Bernie Sanders has a longer track record of head-to-head polls against Donald Trump, dating back to 2016. These are just some of the most recent Fox News, recent Sanders up, what is that, nine points? Sanders up nine, Sanders up eight, Sanders up five, Sanders up one, Sanders up two, Sanders up seven, Sanders up one, Sanders up nine, Sanders up six, Sanders up eight. That is an average of rounded to six. But it's Joe Biden who's the most electable. Who, by the way, Joe Biden has only one direction to go head to head against Donald Trump, and that's down. Because Donald Trump, part of his political um, wizard, wizard, wizardy, wizard, wizardry. wizardry, and I don't mean, I don't mean I'm not defending Donald Trump. He's not uh, a good leader, but he's a damn good politician. He's a damn good marketer. Is sticking these names to his opponents in toxic ways. He is going to call Joe Biden TPP Joe. He's going to call Joe Biden NAFTA Joe because uh, Donald Trump understands what is the most important, most important things to these voters in the Rust Belt, which is not Vladimir Putin. It was not James Comey. It was the fact that their jobs have been offshored for three decades now. Most of these journalists, certainly Joe and Mika, are not traveling to uh, the, the, the streets and the towns and the cities in Michigan, Wisconsin, Ohio, uh, Pennsylvania, that look like episodes of The Walking Dead. And I don't mean to mock those areas, but I've been there. Closed down storefronts, closed down plants, closed down youth centers, no economic activity, pretty much where it was bustling in the 1970s. Yet, Joe Biden, who basically voted for every single thing that led to that, you don't think that's going to become an issue during the campaign? You don't think people are going to look at Trump versus him and just be like, eh, we don't think Trump's doing it for us, but like this guy hasn't been on the right side of the issues. We're just not going to come. We're we're either going to vote for Trump or screw it. It's the same thing. Hillary versus Trump. I don't want either. Because I know those kinds of voters in Michigan, in Wisconsin, and Ohio, and Pennsylvania. So I'm not one of these truthers. Joe Biden is currently leading uh, against Donald Trump, and his poll numbers are good right now. But it's almost as if they just want to end the primary now and declare Joe Biden is the most electable, when, frankly, if you look at these polls, if you read the polls, majority of people, frankly, majority of people, aren't even aware or fully knowledgeable about Joe Biden's Senate record. I, 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 would, I would venture to guess 40 to 50% of those people, maybe more, have no idea that he voted for NAFTA, the bankruptcy bill, crime bill. Remember, most people are not plugged into the campaign yet. Most people are not political diehards like you or, my, or I. And based on what I saw in 2016, I had the pleasure or displeasure of being at a whole lot of Trump uh, rallies. He had them at NAFTA, and he, he blanketed Hillary Clinton very, very tightly with NAFTA, TPP, and basically being part of the coastal 
elite and the Washington, D.C. corporatists. And he's going to do the same thing to Joe Biden. Whether the economy is good or bad, unless the economy falls off a cliff, might have a recession, might not. So I want to play one last clip because it just shows how it's not even at this point out of touch. It's intentionally aloof, intentionally aloof. These MSNBC people are on. Uh, this is Casey Hunt. Wish you well. About to give birth, I, I'm, I'm told. So no knock on you, Casey. Hope you have a nice, healthy delivery and all that. But you're totally, totally wrong on politics. Let's play this. I think for Joe Biden, um, it's a similar it's a similar thing. But, you know, these polls are showing that he does have that quality that we were all wondering if, if he could actually hold on to when he first got into this mm -hmm. race. I mean, the polling has consistently showed people seem willing to stick by him. Uh, and, you know, I think you really see that in the ad that they laid out. I mean, they are making, as the Reverend pointed out, a case for it's, it's the return to normalcy case, right? It's, you know, the Democratic Party has been split. Uh, all, all, the last two years, really, of, of Trump's administration on, you know, how do we beat him? Do we throw out this, this system? Do we essentially make the same type of argument that Trump made in 2016 and say we got to start all over? Or do we argue, hey, you know, what people want is stability, continuity, uh, you know, make America boring again. And I think you're seeing, obviously, Joe Biden yeah. stake that territory out in an eloquent way. Make America boring again. That's that would do it. That is the bumper sticker to defeat a quasi-fascist. Make America boring again. That energy to get people out the vote. You know what's remarkable about this? Hillary Clinton's entire case in 2016 was Trump is the Antichrist, vote for me. Trump is the Antichrist, vote for me. I'm with her. Good. And Joe Biden's apparent case and we haven't even gotten to his wife and the, the thing she said yesterday, which I, I couldn't believe. I could not believe. So let me get this straight. You had in 2016 a candidate with serious on the ground enthusiasm issues. You had a candidate in 2016 with serious, serious um, trustworthy, trustworthiness issues. You had a candidate who was intentionally booking her campaign, was booking small venues because she couldn't fill out larger crowds. You had a candidate who essentially was saying, you know, without saying it, was saying, uh, eat your broccoli uh, or you get this guy. And she lost in pretty resounding fashion. I mean, you, you could say all you want, 70,000 votes. Wisconsin hadn't gone to a, a, a Republican since 1984. Okay? Michigan, occasionally, but most of the time, goes to uh, Democrats. Pennsylvania, most of the time, goes to Democrats. She lost in three states that typically go to Democrats to, by the way, Trump had the worst favorability of any presidential candidate in the history of this country. So let's not forget how embarrassing and catastrophic her loss was. And it was on the same exact things that we're hearing now. Trump is, you know, a return to normalcy or in Hillary Clinton's case, uh, continuing the Obama legacy. And we can't let this freak show in the White House, and he's un-American, and he's the Antichrist, and I'm not saying those things are not true. I don't want Donald Trump to get reelected. That's why I'm so fiercely saying iceberg right ahead. Because you cannot win with uh, make things normal again. That's not what people want. Yes, people want Trump out, but people want to get 
their their uh, their wages increased. If you remember, in the midterms, the number one voting issue was health care. People want cheaper health care, and a majority of people want universal health care through the government. MSNBC and CNN could slice it however they want and cherry-pick the polls to say they don't, but the majority of polls indicate people want Medicare for all. People don't just want a return to whatever their definition of normalcy is, because Morning Joe's definition of normalcy and the Democratic Party's uh, de uh, definition of normalcy is neoliberalism and the corruption being behind closed doors rather than out front, where you see it live and in your face with this president. That's what restoring the soul of America means. So I don't know how any objective, I'm, forget if you're progressive or conservative, just sane, objective political minds are saying this stuff on television with a straight face. I don't know who they're talking to, but just says, you know, I just want to return to normalcy. Just make America boring again. That's not going to, it's not going, honestly, if they start running on make America boring again, you are going to uh, reelect this president in probably a landslide if Joe Biden, because Joe Biden is not really running on any flagship policies, you know, I'll throw in a public option, whatever that means. I don't think it's a real public option. Let's expand on Obamacare. Again, this doesn't mean anything. He's talking about bringing back these, you know, lost era of, you know, bipartisanship and I could get Republicans to work with me. Yeah, you might be able to get Republicans to work with you to do neoliberal milk toast, regressive stuff and brand it as a victory for America. That's not what we want. So I don't know. I don't know. Doesn't look that promising to me. Uh, Jill Biden, his wife, who seems like a lovely woman, uh, just had a talk. Uh, I don't know where it was in New Hampshire, but uh, Jill Biden uh, basically told a, a crowd somewhere in New Hampshire, hey, you might not like my husband, but just do the right thing and vote for him. Uh, this is, I'm not kidding. This is what she had to say. Let's play the clip. I know that not all of you are committed to my husband. Um, and I respect that. Your candidate might be better on, I don't know, health care than Joe is. But you've got to look at who's going to win this election. And maybe you have to swallow a little bit and say, okay, I sort of personally like so-and-so better. But your bottom line has to be that we have to beat Trump. So, David, you have to, you have to swallow it. And, and vote for Biden. I mean, is, is that the sign of a, you know, hot, a hot campaign, a, a one that's really attracting voters here? Yeah, good morning, Jim. So I think it was a unusual but refreshingly honest take on what's going on here. The campaign that Vice President Biden is running, as articulated by his wife, Dr. Jill Biden, is that this is the guy who can best beat Trump. He may not be your first choice, but your first choice is beating Trump. Her speaking to Democratic voters. I don't even know what to say to that. That is the quintessential. That's not even eat your broccoli. That's like eating, just eat the burnt rubber in front of you because it might end up better than because you might go hungry right and, and you want to know something like what's unbelievable to me hillary clinton was leading in all the polls in 2016 at this point it's you know there's been plenty of le like hillary clinton was leading barack obama at this point uh, and other candidates in uh, at that point 2007 so they're, they're writing it like it's etched in scone that joe biden's the only one i mean 
we've just showed you there's plenty of other candidates right now. Almost every one of the top candidates are beating Trump head to head. So I don't get where this notion comes. Well, it's it's a propaganda. They're pushing it with propaganda that Joe Biden is just the only one that could defeat Donald Trump. It is very early in the process. And Joe Biden is basically conceding that other candidates have more of a vision than Joe Biden on things like health care, which was the number one issue in the midterm elections. And I would venture to think is going to be the number one or two issue if there's not a recession in the 2020 election. I mean, if that's your endorsement from the woman you sleep next to at night, that is really, really scary. And I don't say this as somebody who supports Bernie Sanders. I say this as someone who really would like to defeat Donald Trump. I don't know for the life of me why they are trying to drag Joe Biden and, and push him down your throat. Not just progressives, but all Ameri all Democrats or independents. Like, this is the only way we could defeat this stain on humanity. It is not the only way. It is a key way you can reelect Donald Trump because they're not giving you the context of all the vulnerabilities Joe Biden has in the key states that are going to decide this election. Right. We haven't, we have not seen, we have not seen this record. We have not listened to this record before. There was no recent history of basically the party, the media telling you, don't believe the big crowds Bernie Sanders is getting. Throw in Elizabeth Warren at this point, not my cup of tea, but she did get 12,000 people last night. Don't believe crowd size. Don't believe enthusiasm. Don't believe the small dollar engine. Don't believe that younger people are, are way more attracted to Bernie Sanders, that he is a more diverse coalition. Don't believe it. This is the only way to defeat Donald Trump. The definition of insanity is repeating the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. Mm. And frankly, I got news for you. This is not talked about much. If Donald Trump would have ran in 2012 against President Obama, he might have beaten the President Obama. Mitt Romney was close. He had a great first debate performance against Obama. The problem is then a tape came out where he basically said half of the country are a bunch of moochers and it sank his campaign. Telling the voters to basically, now's not the time for you know, enthusiasm. Now's not the time for the revolution. You know, sometimes you just got to like do your chores, you know, to get a treat in the end. This is not in 2019, in the social media era, in, in an era where young people are getting more and more into politics. This is not a strategy for victory, folks. This is a strategy for apathy. This is a strategy for complacency. This is a strategy for a huge letdown on election night. If you've noticed... MSNBC has really, really, they've been all about Elizabeth Warren. They make it like Elizabeth Warren has totally reinvented the wheel on grassroots fundraising. Elizabeth Warren gets the biggest crowds in this whole campaign. Elizabeth Warren has a plan for how you roll out of bed, for how you go to the bathroom safely. She's got a plan for everything, this Elizabeth Warren. And it's kind of embarrassing to watch, actually, because I don't think Elizabeth Warren is Joe Biden. Let's, let's be clear. Got my issues with Elizabeth Warren, but she's not Joe Biden. However, you know, Elizabeth Warren is, it's almost like there's, there's human beings at these networks saying, drown out Bernie. Do whatever you got to do to make it seem like he's just so 2016. He's got no enthusiasm. He's got, it's not like he has over a million vo uh, volunteers. It's not like he's gotten a, over a record of over $2 million donations. 
It's not like he hasn't had 12,000 people at his rally. Gee, his kickoff rally in Brooklyn in February had 13,000 people. Let's forget that. But this clip really gave a tickle. Give, gave me a bit of a tickle. So uh, let's take a look at uh, MSNBC uh, Warren, the MSNBC Warren clip from today where uh, MSNBC was gleefully talking about uh, Elizabeth Warren is now out with a plan on criminal justice. Let's take a look. Elizabeth Warren is in good company in terms of looking at that bill critically all of these years later and putting Joe Biden squarely in the crosshairs on it. And as it relates to her new policy, she says she wants to repeal the bulk of that crime bill, but she does want to keep certain parts of it that if you talk to folks in Biden's world, they say that those parts have aged pretty well. I'm talking about the Violence Against Women Act. So Warren's not taking aim at that, but the rest of it, she says, must go. And I have to say, when you look at a crowd like the one that she drew last night, I know that the polls that Garrett is talking about shows that Biden has a commanding lead over yeah. the field. But crowds like the one that she got last night, 12,000 people, that's easily the biggest that she's ever had and definitely makes other campaigns take notice. So, I don't know. Did something happen on Sunday? Did something happen on Sunday? Uh, Bernie Sanders. Did something happen with Bernie Sanders on Sunday? I'm trying to think back. Yeah, he released uh, an extremely, extremely comprehensive, very, very detailed criminal justice uh, reform plan that many, many uh, leaders in the black community were praising all over Twitter. I guess, I guess that's not a real plan. I guess that's, that doesn't meet the very, very rigid standards of MSNBC. It's not as thought out. It's not as wonderful as Elizabeth Warren's plan. And again, no knock on Warren here. Like, it's good that she came out with a plan. In fairness, 12,000 people in a crowd in Minnesota. It's great. I'm not pretending she doesn't have any enthusiasm. She does. And she has gone up in the polls. I think it's been overblown because overall, she's still not uh, leading in or, or and Bernie is in second place in way more of these polls nationally as well as in the key uh, early states. But, you know, she has some momentum. But it's, it's, it's like MSNBC is literally pretending Bernie Sanders does not exist. And Elizabeth Warren, they're trying to frame it as Warren versus Biden. It, it's, it's truly remarkable. Why, if you're a news person, why wouldn't you mention in the same breath, oh, and of course, Bernie Sanders came out with a similar plan uh, just two days ago. How do you leave that out? Unless you don't want it to be known that Actually, Elizabeth Warren isn't reinventing the wheel. Bernie Sanders has very comprehensive proposals. Your parent company just doesn't like his proposals. Frankly, I don't even think your parent company really likes Elizabeth Warren's proposals, to tell you the truth. But I think if given the choice, they would much rather prop up Elizabeth Warren in a quest to edge out Bernie Sanders. And if they are successful in edging out Bernie Sanders, then they'll turn on Warren too. It's not to say, it's just to say, you know, if you have in front of you as a company, Comcast and MSNBC, two not great choices, one like an actual hardcore progressive, one kind of progressive when she feels like it, I'll take the progressive when she feels like it, I'll deal with her later, I just got to get rid of this guy. That is what's happening on MSNBC, it's also what's happening on CNN. I want to show you, um, I sent you that screenshot uh, from CNN today, where a CNN anchor or CNN reporter, David something, 
So this was really remarkable because if you look at the if you look at the the lower part of the screen where you know CNN writes in whatever the headline is that again what they're trying to frame. Uh, let's let's take a look at this. So it shows a new CNN poll where Biden is I think at 29, Bernie's at 15, Warren's at 14, and the headline on CNN Sanders and Warren even. Sanders and Warren is even. Well, that's interesting. Isn't that interesting? Because I think the number 15, I failed math in 11th grade, I think 15 is more than 14. And why I make this point, you know, they're very close, 15 and 14. It's not like Bernie's killing her in this poll. But can you imagine if Elizabeth Warren was at 15 and Bernie Sanders is at 14 in this new CNN poll? That headline would be Biden extends lead, Warren surges past Bernie Sanders. So it's the different framing when it's Bernie Sanders up a point over Elizabeth Warren. They're even. They're tied. But if it was Elizabeth Warren beating Bernie Sanders, you bet your bottom dollar, the Warren surge continues. She takes the lead past Sanders. When's Bernie going to drop out? So in this poll, this is that poll. If you look, Biden is up. Uh, He's up from... 22% to 29%. I'll get to that in a minute. Bernie's up a point. Warren's down a point from the last CNN poll. But they're even. This is why I headlined this video, that these networks, particularly MSNBC, are, they might as well just declare super PACs. And I wouldn't even say they're a super PAC for Joe Biden or Elizabeth Warren. I'd just say they're an anti-Bernie Sanders super PAC. And frankly, You know, you see Bernie Sanders' campaign and little fits here and there speak out on this. I think it's time to go more aggressive. I'm not saying you have to go like they're fake news. I'm not saying that. We don't want to talk in, you know, Trump's fascist tone. I think propaganda, yeah, there's a lot of propaganda going on on these channels. And it's a disservice to their audience. Because this is why, frankly, this is why you have a lot of older people in America, not generalizing all older people, because we do have older progressives in our audience. It's why you have a lot of older people that basically think nothing big is ever possible in this country. And it's radical to do like basic things the rest of the world does. Because they are brainwashed by these very channels to think, you know, oh, you got to move to this non-existent center. And uh, people just want, what is it, make America boring again? I mean, this is paid political operations, masked as news, masked as news. And it's, frankly, it's way worse than I saw in 2016, way, way worse than I saw in 2016 on the road. 